Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. This Shabbos, we have something truly remarkable that will take place in Shul. Now, we've discussed many times the role on Shabbat morning of the Haftorah. We have the Torah reading. This week's Torah portion is the Parsha Shlach. And there's a Haftorah, which is the selection from one of the works of the prophets. And we've talked about how there is a thematic connection between the two. This week's Haftorah is from the book of Joshua, Yehoshua. Sometimes the connection is obvious between the theme of the Torah portion and the theme of the passage from the prophet that we read that, that week. Sometimes it's not so obvious and it requires a certain amount of analysis in order to uncover that connection. And we've discussed this a number of times. But I cannot think of another situation like this Shabbos where we actually have two different texts, one from the Torah, one from the book of Yoshua, Joshua, that are about the same events, but from a different perspective. So it's not only thematically connected, it's actually two sources, two passages about the same event but from a very different perspective. And in this situation, the Haftorah is not just connected to the Torah portion, it actually gives us an insight to the Torah portion itself that we would not have without this selection from the book of Joshua. Our Parsha Shlach is about the Meraglim, the spies. Moshe spend, sends spies to spy out the land of Israel in advance of the Jewish people assuming that they're about to enter the land of Israel. And they come back with a negative report. And because of that, the people become hysterical and upset. And God becomes very, very angry with them. They come back and they say, We went to the land that you told us to go to. And yes, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. But the people there, they're very, very strong. The cities are fortified. And even though two of the 12 spies, Kalev and Yehoshua, do not join in in this negative report, and they try to quiet and to calm the people not to be worried, not to be afraid, but the others vehemently disagree. But the other ten say, We're not going to succeed. 
we're not going to be able to conquer this land. We are in big trouble. The land which we were sent to spy out, to bring a report about what it's like. Eretz Ocheles Yoshvehi. It is a land that will eat us up. It eats up its inhabitants. We will not succeed. Batisa Kalha Eda Vayitnu Eskolam Vayivkuha Ambalailahu. The people became hysterical. They left Egypt. They're in the Midbar, they're in the desert. They've been promised the land of Israel. They have nowhere to go back. They can't stay where they are, where they are. And now they find out where they're going. They're going to fail. And the people began to complain against Moshe and Aaron. Why did you take us out of Egypt just so that we would die here in the desert? And God is very upset with them. And even though Moshe prays that they should be forgiven, God changes the course of history. And instead of entering the land of Israel right away, which was the original plan that they should enter the land of Israel shortly about a year after leaving Egypt, after receiving the Torah and building the Mishkan, they should have gone right to Israel that plan gets diverted and they're going to spend 40 years wandering in the desert and all of that generation will die out during that time and only the next generation will merit coming into the land of Israel. It is a catastrophe. It's a tragedy. It is a terrible, terrible episode. But here's the question. Was it true? The report that these spies brought back, yes, they were told what to look for and they brought back a report of what they saw. But was it true? Was it actually true that the inhabitants of Canaan, which is how that land was known before we began to call it Eretz Yisrael, the people living there, before the Jews came, is it true that they were so much stronger that they would have defeated an incoming Jewish people? What were the native inhabitants of Canaan thinking at this time? Well, there's no way to know because the Torah written by God is from the perspective of the Jewish people. So all we have is the report of the Jewish spies, the effect of their report on the Jewish people, and God's reaction to the Jewish people. But we don't know anything about what was actually going on in Canaan, what the people there thought about this. If only we knew. If only we had some intelligence, we had some source inside Canaan who could tell us objectively and definitively 
what the people of Canaan were actually thinking at that time about the approach of the Jewish people to their land. And we do. Because that is the subject of our Haftorah. Our Haftorah is from the book of Joshua, Yehoshua. And the narrative that we read this Shabbos is part of a larger narrative, but it gives us a perspective on the events in our Torah portion that is very, very different than the perception, than the point of view that we have written in the Torah from the point of view of the Jewish people. At the end of 40 years in the desert, Moshe passes away. Yehoshua Joshua is his successor. And he prepares to lead the Jewish people into the land of Israel. And he's going to lead them into the land of Israel, crossing the Jordan River near the city of Jericho, of Jericho, which is where we know today the city is still there. Yehoshua does the same thing. He sends two spies in advance of crossing over into Israel to spy out the land. And these spies came in and they found a woman living in Yericho, in the city of Jericho, and her name was Rachav. And the narrative that we read tells the story that Rachav hides these two spies, protects them, because of course there are spies behind enemy lines. People would be out to get them. But Rachav hides them in exchange for their promise that when the Jewish people do come into Israel, she and her family will be saved and they will escape any harm. And then she explains why she is willing to do this. Why is she willing to help these spies to help the Jewish people figure out how to be able to conquer her land? Why is she willing to do that? Vatomer anashim. And Rachav said to the two spies, Yadati kinasan Hashem lochem I know that your God is going to be with you and you are going to conquer the land of Israel. I know it. Because we have been fearing this moment for the last 40 years. We have known all about this. We knew when the Jewish people left Egypt. We knew they were coming towards us. And I want you to know we have been terrified of your approach for the last 40 years. 
because we knew that you were coming with the promise of your God and that you were going to be successful. We heard about what God did for you to split the Red Sea. Such a miracle that God did for you. And what he did for you in, in leading you through the desert and overcoming all of the enemies. Vanishma, we heard for the last 40 years, we've been following what you've been doing, where you've been going. We heard all about it. And our hearts melted in fear of your approach. There is nobody here that's going to fight against you. There is no one here that's going to stand up against you. You've already succeeded. Your mission will triumph. Because your God, our God, the one God who created heaven and earth, He is the God that controls what happens. The spies return to Yehoshua and they give this report to Yehoshua. Now remember, Yehoshua is the one that 38 years earlier, he had been one of the spies who said, we will be able to take the land of Israel. Hashem has promised it to us. We will be successful. But the other 10 disagreed. And the Jewish people in their hysteria believed the other 10. Yehoshua was ignored 38 years earlier. But now he hears this report that in fact what was happening at that time, Yehoshua was correct. The other spies were wrong. The people in Canaan were terrified of the approach of the Jewish people. The two spies came back and they gave their report to Yehoshua. They told him everything that had happened, meeting Rachav, what she said, and they said to Yehoshua, God has placed this land in our hands. We will triumph. There is no opposition. They are terrified of our approach. Imagine how different our Parsha would be, our Torah portion would be, and how different the rest of the Torah would have been had the spies in our Parsha had that intelligence of what was going on in the minds of the people that they came to spy out. Had they brought back this report 
We're going to be able to succeed. The people are terrified. They're not going to stand against us. They understand that Hashem is leading us and we will succeed. Imagine the difference. The difference in the course of history. If that had been known. And this teaches us two very important and very practical lessons that are relevant to the lives of every single one of us. The first lesson is the people at that time should have trusted God. Because no matter how fortified the cities were, no matter how strong the inhabitants appeared, God had promised, I am taking you to this land and you will inherit this land. Had they trusted in what God said, it doesn't matter how fortified their cities are. It doesn't matter how awesome their armies seem. God promised it to us. How could they question that? But number two, an even more practical lesson. Don't worry about problems that have not yet arisen. Because very often, it will turn out not to be a problem. The Jewish people heard about a potential problem. And they became hysterical. They panicked. And God was very upset with them. But what they were worried about, it turns out there was nothing to be worried about. There was no fierce army waiting to fight them. There was no fortified inhabitants who were ready to repel them. They were approaching a place where the people were terrified. There was no problem. Now, of course, in life, once in a while, a problem pops up where you would never expect it. Just think back to where you were where I was in January 2020. Who could have imagined in January 2020 where we would have been in March 2020 and still trying to get out of that? Okay, but that's rare. That's uncommon. What is much more common is when we are worried about something and we work ourselves up over something and we become hysterical and we lose perspective and it turns out it was never a problem to begin with. The problem never arose. This is a truth that was expressed 500 years ago by the writer Michel de Montaigne who wrote my life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. And now there is proof that this is true. In 2017, there was a study that was done where a large group of people were surveyed about what 
they were worried about in the future. And they were asked to keep a log and they were studied over a long period of time. And they wrote about what they were worried about, what they were afraid of, what they feared might happen. And then they followed over a period of years with this journaling to see what actually happened. And here's what they found. They found that 85% of the problems that people were worried about never happened. They never happened. They were worried. They were anxious. They were afraid of something that never happened. It never arose. The Haftorah that we read this Shabbos shows us that our Torah portion this week is the perfect example of that. And the historic catastrophe which had consequences that changed our history, there was no need for it. There was no basis for what the people were afraid of. And we have to try to remind ourselves every time we anticipate something bad happening and we worry about it and it keeps us up at night and Yes, I'm self-aware. I'm speaking to myself because this is a fault that I have. 85% of the time, it's not even going to happen. So yes, we have to plan ahead. Yes, we have to take certain precautions if there's a possibility of something negative arising. Yes, but we have to always be open to the fact that statistically speaking, 85% of the time, what we're worried about happening is not going to happen. This is a way to be able to look at life, to be able to navigate life, to take the precautions we need, but not to be hysterical not to descend into chaos because very often what we fear may happen never comes to pass. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.